1: Are you a woman who's ready to excel in her career and her life? Are you ready to be a professional saleswoman by using your inherent qualities? Are you a woman who wants to be better prepared for a leadership position? Then you're in the right place, Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman. It's about women in business, work-life balance, leadership, and current events related to gender communications. Be prepared to be inspired, motivated, and challenged. Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman is your connection to women nationally, internationally, and globally. So get comfy and see what the buzz is all about. Find out more at www.sellinginaskirt.com. Now, your host, Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio.
2: You know, few people begin their professional career as an entrepreneur. Rather, they learn their craft working from one or several employers before deciding to strike out on their own. The wonderful thing about entrepreneurship is that it's open to everyone. Whether you're only a few years into your career or a seasoned executive, you can create your own venture. Likewise, whether you work in manufacturing, logistics, technology, hospitality, or any other industry, you can choose to be independent and set up a shop for yourself. Now, my entire professional career has been in sales. I've worked in a variety of industries, from roofing to burglar alarms and ultimately the insurance world. Now, although sales was and still is a male-dominated field, I continually excelled as a woman, nailing my quotas, breaking records, and winning countless awards. Ironically, the secret to my success was the fact that I very purposefully did the opposite of what my male peers did and my male trainers taught. I approached sales from a women's perspective and focused on building relationships rather than the transactional way of doing business, which is get in, get out, and get the check. Those relationships led to referrals, and throughout most of my career, I never had to make cold calls or beg for leads. Now, when I decided to strike out on my own, I had many sessions with my business coach. She was helping me to gather my thoughts and come up with a plan, and I decided my business would be sales training. It's a slight twist. I would help women, I would help men, and I would help them work together. I've done that my entire life, so I figured how hard could it be to be focused on my services doing that? I even picked a clever name for my new consulting business, Selling in a Skirt. Now, I had decades of experience in training, so I knew I had unique insights and qualified as an expert. But I also knew there was a need because I lived through it. In addition, through my networking, I did my own market research and confirmed that there was a void in the market. No one was doing what I was planning to do. So could I make money in sales training that focused on how men and women communicate? Well, I was certain that if there was a need, people would pay to be taught. Sales training is not a seasonal business. In fact, if you don't have a sales team, your business won't grow. Even if you're an attorney or a CPA, you're still selling yourself. So as the question of need and income, check and check. Now, did I think at all about the economy? I knew it wasn't great since so many layoffs were happening, but I never thought the flagging economy would affect sales and training. After all, companies won't thrive if they don't have sales and sales brings revenue into a company, no matter what the economy is doing. Sales are mandatory. Training is optional. So selling in a skirt was not my first venture as a business owner. In fact, I started my entrepreneurial journey selling fuller brushes. It was true door-to-door sales. The first knock door that I knocked on was my mom. And guess what? She said no, and I couldn't believe it. How could your own mom say no to you when you're just starting out? Well, she did, and I learned two valuable lessons. The first was just because someone likes you, they may not buy from you if they don't need what you're offering. Now, while I definitely understood that thought behind it, That was my mom and no matter what, I was sure she would be an instant sale. But the truth was, she simply did not need what I was offering. So have you ever been so wrong? You have an appointment and you're sure it will happen and it doesn't? Yes, that was a true rude awakening. But remember, it wasn't about me, the salesperson, it was about her, the customer. That's a tough lesson to learn as a young, excited salesperson. But I had another lesson to learn and this one was the most important one to remember. Even if someone doesn't buy from you, If they like you and they trust you, they will share your information with others. Translation, referrals. So my mom did give me referrals and my entrepreneurial career began right in front of me. In the world of sales, the goal is to get to the bottom line. Men do so in bullet points or brief phrases that highlight the features of a particular product or a program. Like women, we tend to get there in a different way. I would establish rapport and begin building a trusting relationship before getting into the nuts and bolts. Now, while my appointments might have taken longer because I asked a lot of questions, I also got to my clients' why in their own words, which helped me serve them better in both the short and the long term. Now, of course, the purpose of a sales appointment is to make a sale, and some customers prefer a more direct, linear way of communicating, and it's essential to tune into their unique needs and preferences. But don't make assumptions, like your mom is going to buy from you, or barrel ahead with what you believe to be a one-size-fits-all approach to communication. There's no such thing. The very act of turning your client or customer is by listening to their intuition and your intuition. If they feel you're not telling them what they need to hear, they're going to stop. If you feel that this is not a good fit, you might stop. But the truth is, there's only one thing that brings that feminine energy into your professional life, to listen to your intuition. So to elaborate, here are three tips. Number one, stop and breathe. Masculine energy is about moving toward a goal, preferably as quickly as possible. And while, of course, you want to maintain forward momentum, if you spend all your time in that energy, you're going to burn out. This is where stopping breathing and taking time for yourself comes in. While you take a much-needed break to catch your breath, you can reassess if the direction you're heading in is the direction you want to be heading in. The second is to listen to your intuition. Many successful leaders, men and women alike, know that trusting their gut is one of the most important strengths. Some describe it as a women's sixth sense. Unfortunately, sometimes we're too busy to hear it, and sometimes we simply don't trust it. So take that time to stop, breathe, and listen, and you'll get better at hearing your intuition. Over time, as you adhere to intuition's guidance, you will learn to trust it. And finally, learn to receive. Feminine energy is about receiving, but it's not always that easy for us. Many women tend to be more comfortable giving than receiving, and this comes with great risk. If you're unable to receive, how will you accept promotions or money or customers for your business? leaders graciously receive. So I ended up earning my clients' trust and developed genuine, long-lasting relationships and deep referral networks. I approached each appointment as if I would have a new client. Even when I walked into a situation knowing they wouldn't qualify for my insurance plan, I explained what I could offer and what their options might be with another company. I also ended up with more referrals from people I didn't sell to than anyone else, Why? Because I did take that time to be present and answer their questions and concerns, even though there was not immediately something in it for me. So as Mary Kay Ash had said so famously, pretend that every single person you meet has a sign around his or her neck that says, make me feel important. Not only will you succeed in sales, you will succeed in life. We're going to take a break and thank our sponsor, Walking on the Glass Floor. And when we come back, you're going to hear from my guest who will share her thoughts about why sales is love. This is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio, and we'll be right back.
1: What happens after shattering the glass ceiling? You're now walking on the glass floor. Walking on the glass floor, seven essential qualities for women who lead is a timely and indispensable business guide for all women. Whether you're moving out of a dorm room or moving into an executive suite, Introducing readers to the seven keys to success in business and life, Judy Hoberman brings her fresh voice, sales-savvy, and thoughtful approach to each of the essential and most powerful leadership qualities. Written in her trademark, no-nonsense, glass-half-full prose, Judy's blueprint for business teaches all women how to cultivate and strengthen key skills that will serve them in both business and life uncover amazing qualities they already possess that will help them lead and succeed and harness universal leadership qualities to continue reaching their full potential. By providing authentic real life case studies and inspiring quotes throughout, Judy fills each page with the timely advice women need right now. Walking on the glass floor is like having Judy Hoberman sitting right next to you as your business mentor, personal life coach and best friend all at the same time. You can order your own copy of the book at walkingontheglassfloor.com.
2: Welcome back to Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C Suite Radio. It's time for my guest, Christine Schlonsky. She is the queen of sales success mindset, founder of Heart Cells. She is the host of Heart Cells Podcast. She's a multi talented leader in the field of sales mindset, motivation, and strategies. Christine works with heart-centered, driven entrepreneurs who love what they do but feel very uncomfortable when it comes to selling their products and services. She shows them how to sell with ease and grace and confidence so that they can redefine sales and create a life beyond their wildest dreams. Her experience includes over 12 years in successful selling and closing high-ticket live events in the corporate world as a top producer and sales director, making millions in revenue for herself and through the successful sales team she built throughout her career. In her coaching business, she supported thousands of entrepreneurs to enjoy sales conversations and to generate more revenue with ease and to make bigger impact in the world. She blends the tangible with the intangible. She empowers you to take ownership of your sales journey, to let go of your fear of selling, even over the phone. And she's ensures successful delivery no matter where you are on your path by being totally authentic and true to your values. In her heart, she truly believes that sales is love and that everyone could learn how to sell while being authentic and enjoying the journey. So welcome to the show, Christine. I'm excited to have you here.
3: Well, I am so excited to be with you, Judy. Welcome. Thank you.
2: (laughs) Thank you. So let's talk about the discussion of the day, sales and specifically women in sales. What do you think about that?
3: Well, I personally believe that women in sales are often more successful than what I have seen. And as you said so beautifully a little bit earlier, it's that intuition. It's that capability to nurture, to build relationships that we kind of bring with us naturally. And the old way of selling that was taught like maybe in the seventies, eighties, early nineties of, you know, get, go in, close a deal and go out. is just not working for us. And so I feel that as a woman, we are already empowered for a successful sales journey If we understand that selling doesn't need to be sleazy or pushy, but we can do it on our own terms.
2: Okay. That makes a thousand percent sense to me. However, it's really the interesting fact for me that even though sales is about relationships and about a conversation and not being sleazy, why don't more women want to be professional
3: salespeople? Well, because the way they perceive sales. What they think sales is, is not in alignment with who they want to be, right? We all have seen like these sales movies, like The Wolf of Wall Street, Boiler Room, Glen Gary, Glenn Ross. And if you watch those movies as a woman, you think like, oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want like, no, that's not for me right? Mm-hmm. Like the ABC, always be closing. Right. No matter what, like get the money and run. That's not who women are. So I feel that the way we are brought up, what we learn about sales is something that we can't really identify with because sales does have this weird taste around it. And people put sales together with money. And then often as women, we do have some challenges in asking for money. And that comes on top of it. So just imagining you have to go out into the world and you have to ask strangers for money. That's not something we are totally comfortable with. So we rather do like the creative part, the nice marketing campaigns, maybe creating beautiful logos or whatever. But, you know, sales, mm, that's not really for us.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's go one step further because sales and authenticity are sometimes seen as the opposite ends of the spectrum. Yes. So can you be successful in sales
3: and still be authentic? Well, totally. I think you proved it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I would, I would love to say or claim that I proved it. <laughs> And there's a difference like selling for yourself, right? Being in business for yourself and selling for someone. Mm-hmm. But I believe if you truly know you are having a great product or service that will enrich someone else's life, then sales becomes easy. Okay. But-
2: easy, but- easy. Okay. Do well, you have to define the word easy because yes. yeah, totally. you and I, you and I both know that it is easy, but it's also People think of it as the hardest thing ever. And so how do you just get them to understand, just make it easy, stop selling? Yeah,
3: exactly. Well, yeah, (laughs) that's basically the core. Stop, focus on what you want and focus on what the person desires that you talk to, right? I always uh, say, well, be attached to the goal, but don't be attached to the outcome. So what does it mean? Well, the goal is to generally help that person in some way, shape, or form with your products, with your services, make their lives better. So that's the overall goal. And I never want to let go of that goal, right? That's why I do what I do, because I want to support entrepreneurs to sell with ease, grace, confidence, and to be authentic. But I'm letting go of the outcome. So in case we would have a sales conversation Talking about how we could work together, and I would feel, well, you know Judy, you don't need my services at all. I would never try to sell you my services. I would figure out what are you needing at this moment, and how can I support you to get it by referring you to someone or by giving you another resource, or by letting you know well I'm so sorry, but I'm not the right person for you, and I don't really know where you could start. I don't have a resource or I don't have someone to refer you to right now. And I would just be totally transparent and open and make sure that the person is better off from that conversation, probably has more clarity, even though we don't work together, but kind of has an idea of where they are and where they want to go.
2: It's interesting you say that, Christine, because I remember many times I would talk people out of buying an insurance product from me because what they had clearly was better, but they wanted to work with me. And I would tell them, we can still, you know, figure out something else, but this is not right. And they would say to me very seriously, did you just talk yourself out of a sale and commission? Mm -hmm. And I I would say to them, yes, because it's not the right plan for you. And people don't understand that. And I think that once you understand that from a particular salesperson, you want to do business with them. You just have to figure out what the next step would be. But it's not always what you went in for.
3: Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. And it's also having you as a salesperson having the courage to say, well, okay, well, bye-bye commission. Yeah, <laughs> I know I could have gotten them because I know the tactics and the strategies and what I have to say, so I make them buy. But that's not what it is about, right? Mm-hmm. It is coming from that place where you serve. That's why I also say sales is love because if you truly are authentic to who you are, at the core, people are good and they want to support others. So, when you know you have an amazing product or service and you know it's the right product for the person you talk to, well, obviously, you like to invite them to work with you. But if it's not, being okay to let go of the revenue, of the commission, of whatever is so more valuable because at that moment when they realize what you have done, they see and understand that you care. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You're walking walking your talk, right?
2: Right. Okay. So you've been dubbed the queen of the sales success mindset. Where does mindset come in? Is it
3: just your mindset? Is it your client's mindset? Where is that piece? Definitely. It starts with all of us, right? Mm -hmm. So it's your mindset. Like, The sales success mindset is basically a mindset that you adopt to support making sales, right? We all have a sales mindset, but for most people, it's a pretty bad one. They are afraid of sales. They think it's sleazy. You take people's money and run. So there's all this negativity or the belief that kind of stops you from moving forward. And when you really shift into the place where you give yourself permission to be authentic, where you give yourself permission to say no to a deal, right? That's super empowering. The first time I said no to a client (laughs) felt scary, but afterwards it felt so good. And I felt so empowered because I knew I did not take them on board. I also knew I didn't make the money, but I I knew I saved a lot of time and headache that I would have had if I would have talked them into the sale.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes, you know, I I remember a lot of people when they start out in sales and they don't have revenue coming in because in sales, generally speaking, it's commission. And they would walk in and I would say to them, you have to leave your commission breath at home. People smell Mm. it. When you're desperate, they smell it. And so you have to go in, like you said, with a different mindset and it's about them. It's not about you. Take the spotlight off of you and put it on them and just so many different ways of saying it and enforcing it. But what do you say to one of your clients who loves what they do, but they hate selling?
3: (laughs) Well, if they truly love what they do, they really need to shift because if you love what you do, you want to share it, don't you? Absolutely. I I love the movie um, analogy. Let's just say you are going to a movie, right? And you meet with your friends, you're four girls, like ladies' night out. (laughs) You know, you're going to go and watch a movie, and afterwards, you're going to go for dinner. And then you go to the movie theater, and you forgot to decide which movie you're going to watch, right? And now you are in front of the theater, you see all the different movies playing, Mm -hmm. right? And there's probably a ton of choices at least five, if not even 10 movies to choose from. And it's totally natural for you to start kind of pitching the movie you want to see, right? Because you've seen the trailer and you know the amazing actors and you know the story and it's just wonderful and you know your friends would enjoy it. So you start talking about that movie enthusiastically with everything you have. (laughs) And then everyone goes into the movie you wanted to see because you recommended this. And everybody's happy. Like, do you feel like weird or strange or like you did something wrong? No, you shared your passion.
2: Interesting. So is that really
3: what heartfelt sales looks like? I think so. When you just, when you really share and you truly believe that the other person will be better off, right? And we obviously could start a discussion about certain actors (laughs) with which ones you are better off and with which ones you, you are not. I think that's a core, you know, we make it so complicated just because when we have a product or service, we are asking for money, but every interaction is a sale. Mm -hmm. You don't feel bad when you tell your kids that they need to do their homework or that they need to go to bed on time or that they are not supposed to watch a horror movie, right? That's natural for you. But then when it comes to offering something that really gives people a transformation or add something beautiful to their life that they will enjoy, all of a sudden we start feeling weird because we are asking for money. We are asking them to buy.
2: Isn't that weird? Really? It just doesn't even make sense because that's what the world is made of. It's made up of giving and taking, giving and receiving, buying and selling. And yet it's the hardest thing. Sometimes people, I've, and I've watched this, that people will say, well, the cost is, you know, and then they whisper it why are you whispering? Because they're so nervous about the money end of it. It just, Mm. I don't know. So what's the biggest transformation that you've seen in one of your clients?
3: One transformation that was so fast and that I just loved witnessing was um, I started working with a coach and she had put out the idea of having a, a event, a live event, right? Two days. She started to invite her tribe. So people signed up. And then I was like, okay, it's so great that you have this event. What are you going to teach? So we talked about the curriculum, what people are taking away, what they are learning. I was like, oh, okay, good. So and what are you going to sell? And there was silence. <laughs> and I was like, well, you're not going to tell me you're going to have a two-day event where you give people this amazing, amazing package, and then you're not giving them the opportunity to take it further. And she was like, wow. So we created several offers right so that she would have the opportunity to work with people more closely and also in a group setting and then i was at the event like giving her little signs of when to actually start to make those offers and invite people because she totally forgot she was so in teaching her beautiful content that she forgot to make invitations and you know after the the two days she couldn't believe it and i just interviewed her for one of my podcasts and she said, like, on that weekend, she almost closed six figures. Yeah, and that just right. totally, <laughs> totally blew her mind, right? Without that support, she would have just had a great event. Everybody would have loved her. People were excited. They were giving her great testimonials and telling their success stories, what they had learned, and that would have been it. Mm-hmm. But now she had the impact to take people further. And obviously they have even better results and are more excited and even more in love with what she does and her as a, as a person. And it totally has transformed her business.
2: Sometimes you have to give that little loving nudge because mm. people are afraid of it. So yeah. you know, congratulations on that. And you've just completed the sales mentality makeover masterclass number four. So congratulations yeah. on that. <laughs> so you. tell us what was the purpose and what was The outcome for someone that actually went through this?
3: The purpose was to help people to really shift their sales mentality, to get that makeover, right? From maybe afraid or hesitant or not feeling good about sales to being confident. And I gathered like all these amazing sales rock stars, and one of them was you. So thank you again for participating (laughs) and sharing uh, so much amazing content and value. And, you know, the feedback is beautiful. So many people said, well, we just thought that's, you know, another class. And we were a bit hesitant, but, you know, we got sent the invitation by one of the speakers. So we decided to sign up and have a look. And people were really going through the classes. I had one person, Bernard from Chicago, he <laughs> messaged me like every second day, like, I've taken this class and I've learned this. And this has made like, such a big difference. So people have really transformed into that sales success mindset. So they now are feeling really good about making offers, about going out in the world and promote whatever they are promoting. May it be for a company or may it be because they are an entrepreneur, their own services and products. It really has been life-changing and I'm still gathering feedback. And my idea was just to support people. Mm -hmm. But it's so beautiful. And I, I know you probably feel the same when you get that feedback. Like it's so uplifting and empowering because you just had an idea. You went out and did it. You Obviously, you sold the idea to everybody participating. And then they get these amazing results of shifting, of closing, of winning new clients because they dared to make an offer. It's just so beautiful to witness.
2: Yeah. And I think that the very first time it happens to somebody and they glance over at you, like they're waiting for that confirmation and that affirmation. And it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Okay. So a lot of women are in leadership positions and no matter what position you're in, you are selling, whether it's yourself, a project, whatever it is. So Mm -hmm. what's the best advice that you can share with women in leadership positions?
3: I think the best advice is be true to who you are. Don't become a female acting like a male because everyone around you is a guy and you just feel you can only belong when you dress like them, when you speak like them, when you mm-hmm. act like them. Just stay true to who you are and come from that place of curiosity, of learning, of connecting and then obviously also following up on your dreams, right? And no means not now. So when you ask for the promotion or when you present an idea and everybody says no in the room, don't give up on that dream, right? Mm -hmm. Don't give up on that first attempt and find out a way how you can present at a later time, how you can add maybe a new idea to make it more compelling. Because I often feel that women get discouraged so fast because they are not used to getting no's or rejection so much, (laughs) right? They avoid avoid it. So instead of avoiding it, just ask yourself, don't take it personal. It has nothing to do with you. Just ask yourself, well, what does this idea or offer needs to have so that other people want that too? Interesting. Interesting.
2: And very powerful when you really just stop and think about that. So thank you for that. What is the best way that our listeners can get connected with you and see all the amazing things that you're doing and get involved with the next mastery class that you put together?
3: Well, they can definitely hop on over to christineschlansky.com and yeah, just um, sign up for the empowerment notes. That's basically empowerment right into your inbox where I share all the news that are going on, like the next uh, masterclasses, where I also share about hard sales podcast. And um, yeah, some content that I usually do not share on social media, like tips and advice and resources, so that you can really take it to your next level in the sales mindset and transform or redefine sales for you.
2: Excellent. Well, Christine, I want to thank you so much for sharing the mic with me. You have so much great information and I am so excited that we are connected by a mutual friend and that we've created adventures together already and we continue to do so. So thank you.
3: Yes. Yeah, thank you so much, Judy, for all your brilliance and um, beautiful content you bring to the world.
2: Thank you so much. And I want to leave everyone with this quote. You are the CEO of your life. You have the power to stage and compose in the way you want it to be. I thank you all for listening to our discussion, where we share some extraordinary guests, some ideas for your business, and ways to stand out as the amazing women that you are. Now, make sure you stay connected with us, and remember, women want to be treated equally, not identically. Until next time, this is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C Suite Radio.
0: Like what you just heard? Visit c-sweetradio.com. C Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business.